What is up, guys? It's Nate, your host of the Kings of CONCACAF podcast, where we highlight all things U.S. men's national team. Today, we're going to be talking about the game against Panama. This is right after I'm recording it, about five minutes after the game. And honestly, I am not necessarily in shock, but I'm very upset about how, you know, that game went. Um, so we're going to kind of break it down, get my take on it, and um, just some of the things that I think went wrong, the little that I think went well, and um, just kind of an all-around recap of what happened. So to start off, my thoughts pre-match. First of all, all that I have written down in my notes is that I hate this lineup. I mean, honestly, it's one of the worst lineups Greg's has put out. Greg has ever put out, and that's saying qu- quite a lot, considering you know some of the lineups that he's put out in the past. So, to start the first half, obviously, as many out of you, I'm sure have experienced was that we started off extremely slow. I mean, it it was it was just bad. There there was no no positives in the first probably 5-10 minutes. It was just bad. I mean, Acosta gave the ball 3 times within the first 10 minutes. Musa was caught in possession twice in the first 13-12-13. Um Walker Zimmerman was forcing everything over the top. I mean, he got the ball, put his head down, and just kicked it. It looked looked like a high school game. It's like kick and run. I mean, it was it was just bad. No no creativity, no fluidity, no. Not I mean, there was nothing. It was it was just so bad in every every way. I mean, almost everyone was forcing, like, just about everyone on the team was forcing. I mean, I keep saying that. I'm repeating myself. I've said forcing about six times in the last thirty seconds, but. I mean, you have guys just playing balls over the top to no one. I mean, you have Ariola, who is, I don't even know, 5'8". It's like he's not going to win any ball over the top. You have Zardes, who, I mean, got gets bodied by guys that are like two or three inches shorter than him. I mean, it's bad. And then Tim Weah, I mean, he wasn't, he didn't do that much today. So, and he's not that type of player either. He's not winning aerial duels. He's not playing with the ball at I mean, with the the goal to his back, he's playing, you know, be- beating men, taking guys on. So, honestly, it was just, it was bad. I, I just, I just, yeah. Honestly, that's all I have to say. It was, it was really bad. Um, in the thirty fourth minute, I had noted that there was a bad touch by Acosta, turned into a counterattack. Great one v one save by Matt Turner. Ended up not even mattering because um, the Panama player was offside, but. It was great, great save, but Acosta has to be much cleaner there. He can't give the ball up and then um, force uh, Turner to make a save like that. Um, like I said before, Awea was very quiet, especially in the first half. I mean, the whole game he was pretty quiet, but um, especially in the first half. Um, Zardes was very quiet. I mean, I think he had 11 touches in the first half, which is which is bad, and and... 11 touches seems high to me. That's like how little he was involved into the game. Um, and then to wrap up the first half, Matt Turner had was forced to make a great save because 
of a turnover by him. He had gotten the ball back like as a back pass, and then he rushed it and kicked it and then had to make a, a good save, dipped it over the bar, ended up, you know, being fine. But yeah. So then moving on to the second half, I was shocked by the Musa substitution. I mean, obviously Tyler Adams is coming on, which is good, but you see how well that him and Adams played in the first game and you take him out for for Musa. I mean, it Musa t- to be fair wasn't playing super well, but I don't know. I think Adams just brings out the best in players, so having them in the midfield would have been much better. I mean, Acosta had a terrible game, Legette had a terrible game. So, I mean, Musa was the best of the three. I mean, not by much, but I wouldn't say Musa had a terrible game. I just said he would have a below average game. So I think that Musa coming off is a was just a stupid choice. I mean, I I can understand the fact that giving him some rest maybe, but I don't know. He it, it just seems like Greg just doesn't ever make basically a good substitution. But you know, that's besides the point. Um when Adams and Aronson did come in, uh they had an instant impact. I mean that which was good. I think that was um a positive in that aspect. Um, I just have noticed Tyler Adams is so good, and it's it's true. I mean, he came in and immediately was became like the floor general, uh, or the of of the pitch pitch general, whatever you want to call it. Um, he he's just makes just makes everyone better, and I think Tyler Adams, you know, he's not the type of player that's scoring goals. Or even necessarily giving out assists, he's just the guy that does all the dirty work. He puts in tackles. He, you know, follows guys into the box that are, you know, making runs. He does all the things that no one else wants to do, and he does them extremely well. So, um, you know, he may be the MVP of the team in the future. I mean, obviously, you have Pepe scoring, you have Aronson scoring, assisting. Um, and then when Pulisic and Reyna come back, I'm sure they'll be scoring, assisting, and, you know, you got Weston. You know, you have all these these guys that have played extremely well for the team, but Adams does everything that no one else wants to do, and that really um, helps us in the long run. I mean, he's the backbone of this team, and you just see, you know, what he can do when he comes on. I mean, obviously, they ended up conceding, but it was not Tyler Adams' fault at all. I mean, he honestly only does good when he comes on. Uh 54th minute goal scored off the corner. Um Panama scores off the corner. Did it come off Sardis? Would that have really changed it if it didn't come off Sardis? I don't know. Probably not. Just just me trying to put the blame on Sardis cuz he had such a bad game. I don't know why he was even playing in the first place. So, but in reality, it probably would have mattered even if it um, didn't come off Sardis's head, so I guess we'll give him a break. But um, if if anyone asks, it was Artis' fault. Maybe that will make him not be on the team and not play next game. So, sixty um, first minute, there was a good ball from Bello into Aronson. Uh, they went to corner, won a corner off of. I mean, Bello was very up and down in this game. He had, you know, points of brilliance. He had points of very bad play I mean that's just uh it's 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 bad I mean this is where having a guy like Scally would be so helpful because 
he has Bundesliga minutes. I mean, Bello, he's 18, he's young, but so is Scali, and he plays in the Bundesliga. Bello plays for the Atlanta United, who, I mean, has struggled this year. I just, it just it doesn't really make sense to me why Scali wasn't called up, because also, he is primarily a right back, but for um, Borussia Mönchengladbach, he played left back for the first couple games when they're their starting left back was hurt. So it just doesn't make any sense when you have a guy like that and you then start Bello, who didn't have a great camp, you know, in September, didn't even have that great of a gold cup. I don't know. It just, it's shocking to me, but you know, Greg's going to be Greg, as I'm sure many of you know that he's just going to do whatever he wants. And it's very frustrating because it seems almost as if anyone else would be doing a better job than him. I mean, he has had lots of success, which that's a whole nother topic because I think that his success is because of individual play. I mean, you have, I mean, he's also gotten lucky. I mean, in the Gold Cup final, I mean, Robinson scored in the 80-something, like late 80th minute. Um, and... They could have very easily lost that game. Same with the um, Nations League final. I mean, I don't think that should have been a penalty in the first place. He got bailed by um, the Horvath save. I mean, Weston was playing out of his mind. Gio was playing out of his mind. So it's, I don't know. I mean, he wins and he does um, get a lot of players that come into the, the USA like camp and they're in the pool um like Musa might not have gotten Musa if it wasn't for him Pepe if it wasn't for him um you know some other dual nationals might not be here if it wasn't for Greg Burhalter um but it just seems like he's he just makes so many terrible decisions I mean I've how do I say this I've definitely um defended him in the past I've defended Borhalter in the past because of his um recruitment skills because he has I mean he recruited Busio as well as to name another one he's recruited these guys that are dual nationals that have you know really high ceilings and could potentially be very good for us um but at the same time if you don't even play them half the time then what's the point I mean it's so frustrating it's so frustrating I mean Obviously, I'm more frustrated right now because of how that game went, but it's so frustrating when if you just started the guys that played in the in the game against Jamaica, I mean, obviously, Anthony Robinson can't play, Weston McKinney can't play, but the thing is, is you have Busio, you have De La Torre, but instead, you start Legit and Acosta, who both had very bad games. It doesn't make any sense. So, I mean... It is what it is. Uh, Greg's going to be Greg, but I'm just hoping that someone, so, some way, somehow, Greg is going to get fired. But I know he's not going to because we have too much talent to not qualify for the World Cup. And if we qualify for the World Cup, then obviously he's going to not lose his job. I mean, it's it's really frustrating because if he just put out the right lineup every time, then I feel like we would never lose. It it's It's crazy to me. So... Yeah, so we'll, let's move on of, off my rant of why Greg Berhalter is such a 
bad coaches. I'm sure everyone that will ever listen to this um, would agree. And everyone in your soccer um, fans really don't like Greg. So, so 67th minute, um, Pepe rolled on. Yedlin signed, uh, was subbed on. I mean, another Greg, um, just question mark from him because Pepe, great substitution for his artist. Good job, Greg. You actually made a substitution that makes sense. Rolled on on for Wea. I don't mind Wea coming off because he didn't do that much, but really rolled on. You have Hoppy who can play as out on the wing. So why not bring on Hoppy? It's like, did you bring him to this camp just for him to sit there? Like it it, it makes no sense. Um, Yedlin. I mean, really, it, that makes no sense either. What we're down one goal and you bring in a fullback. It doesn't make any sense. Why not bring in Busio or De La Torre? I mean, it makes no sense. You have three subs left. You bring on one attacker. Or Roland's kind of an attacker. And I get he was in form in the MLS um, for the past couple of weeks. But I just think Hoppy is so much better. It's, he's so, such a, so much better of an option there. Um... So I just have a note here that Legette can't pass. I mean, it's it's bad. It just makes me so frustrated when Legette's in the game and he essentially gives the ball up just about every single time that um he has it. So yeah. Um also have a note need the need to move the ball much quicker and I think that has to do with um Tyler Adams um you know, being the only one that was playing okay in our midfield. I mean, Legette could not pass the ball. Kellen Acosta could not pass the ball. I mean, it's it's just, it's it's so bad. I I mean, yeah, it's so bad. Um, so then I have Roldan has looked terrible. I mean, that's not even an understatement. He looked awful. I don't think he you know connected more than three passes. I I would like to see if I can find his possession stats um, somewhere. Beca- I mean, uh, his passing stats somewhere because I can't imagine he he linked more than three to five passes out of maybe 15. Like, it, it, it was it was really bad. Um, obviously, Costa I wrote down, has not looked good either, but that's I've now said that about 10 times. You don't need to hear me go into that again. Um, in the 85th minute, yet again, Legette cannot pass. Um, I was just very frustrated. I was writing down these notes because it's it's so bad. I mean, he, I I remember exactly what the situation was. He got the ball and literally just launched it down the field. Aronson was in the general direction, but there was no. It was like fifteen yards further away from Aronson, and yeah, Legette can't. He can't start anymore. I mean, I don't know. I thought that Legette starting was over. I mean, he had that good stretch of form in the beginning of 2021 where he scored a couple goals, but ever since then, he has not impressed me. In the Gold Cup, didn't really play super well. So, um, yeah, I hope that Legette only comes in and in blowouts um, in the positive sense, meaning we're up. Hopefully, we don't have any blowouts where we're losing by a lot. Um so yeah. Also, this is 
uh, just a little side note to end the second half, um, is I thought that we should have given more than been given more than seven minutes. Um, and not necessarily for uh to start off seven minutes of stoppage was a pretty solid number. I was happy with that, but he blew the the ref blew the whistle at like seven minutes and five seconds, and I thought that was shocking considering the one player for. Panama was stretching his leg out for about two minutes and they had to stop the game for another probably one with um, spectators storming the field. So I was kind of shocked that they didn't give at least one or one minute or two minutes. I think honestly, probably a two and a half to three minutes in that um, seven minutes of stoppage should have been added. But that's besides the point. Can't really get too um, worked up about that because it is you know, up to the ref, um, to, you know, kind of call it when he wants, and technically speaking, it was seven minutes, so, um, and there was no creativeness, we didn't have any momentum, so we probably wouldn't have scored anyways, so it's just kind of a frustra- an extra frustration just because we lost, and um, I'm just mad. Um, so post-game, obviously, to wrap everything up, Everything was bad about that about this game. Um, Tyler Adams looked good. Walker Zimmerman looked pretty good. Um, other than his passing, he defended well. Didn't shy away from um, any challenges. I mean, obviously, I'm not really sure what happened to him at the end of the game when he started playing up top. Looked like he was a little bit hurt. Um, probably um, moved up there so he wouldn't get exposed on defense. Um, and we kind of saw how Tyler Adams dropped into, you know, a central defensive role. Um, but I think he looked pretty, pretty good other than that last maybe 10 minutes where he was playing up top. Um, obviously Burhalter needs to do better. Stop playing balls over the top. I mean, obviously when you're at the end of the game, you kind of have to try to force the ball, um, forward by playing long. But I think that, um, that almost never works. I'm a very, um, I'm very highly critical of when players play the ball over the top. I mean, it really reminds me of high school soccer. Like when I played high school soccer, you play kick and run, literally you kick it long and have hope for someone to run onto it or to head it and you get a lucky bounce. That's like, seems like how they were playing just about the whole game. And that was extremely, extremely frustrating. Um, Need to control the midfield. I mean, it's it's a must. Uh, honestly, it's a must. On Wednesday night in Columbus, we need Tyler Adams, Eunice Musa, Eunice Musa, and Weston McKinney in that midfield again. Um, and honestly, that being said, it's 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 really um upsetting to me, uh, that Busio did not get a a nod in this game. I mean. He could have made his World Cup qualifying debut, and this would have been a perfect game. If you want to give Tyler Adams that rest and McKinney's not playing, I mean, it doesn't make any sense why Busio doesn't come in or play. I mean, he should have started. I mean, Kellen Acosta have and Legette have more experience. I don't even know about in World Cup qualifying. I don't know if they were a part of that 2018 uh, failure roster, if they got any games, but... um. It's just it's it's bad. Busio should should have gotten the opportunity. De La Torre De La Torre should have gotten the opportunity, but he just 
he loves those MLS guys. Um, and not necessarily anything against MLS because it's a growing league. You know, we see success from Pepe. We see success from Miles Robinson, Matt Turner. There's guys that are good. So I'm not going to say that the MLS players should not be playing, but I don't know. Acosta legit should not have played that game. And I think if they didn't, we could have potentially won. I mean, we dominated last game and it was all through that midfield. Um, so, you know, it is what it is, but I think that that midfield needs to be controlled next game. Musa, Adams, McKinney need to be in that midfield. Um, obviously, how do you not have the hottest striker in CONCACAF not starting? I mean, it's unacceptable, especially when he, he came out in the 65th, 68th minute or whatever it may be. Same with Aronson. I don't know why Aronson isn't starting either. I mean, they, they both were taken out at the same time in the... 68th minute and presumably to give them rest it's like why you take them out if you're not even going to play them it doesn't make any sense it's it it doesn't make any sense I mean I think that honestly I hate to say this because obviously you need the players need to be held somewhat accountable of their you know poor play because no one played well I mean in reality no one played well in this game um except for maybe Tyler Adams. Matt Turner had a pretty good game, actually, as well, I will say. Um, but I don't know. Burhalter, if you, if you make the right lineup, I think we win this game, as I'm sure many of you can agree. Um, just, yeah, just to wrap it up, because um, I've been rambling on and on, um, just to wrap it up, you know, that was a game that we should have won, but we didn't, so... Now there is more weight on the game in Costa Rica on Wednesday. I mean, that is a game where we have to start, um, you know, basically the same lineup we did in Jamaica, um, except for maybe Areola and, I mean, uh, Wea in for Areola. So, you know, hopefully Chris Richards also, I, I keep getting off topic, but hopefully Chris Richards gets a start. Um, I mean, Walker Zimmerman and Mark McKenzie didn't necessarily play poorly. I mean, but nothing exceptional. So um, we kind of have to wait and see what happens um, with Greg if he gets a lot of um, heat in the press and see what he says kind of from his press press conference, um, which I'm sure he will because of his starting lineup. Because why would you make seven chances after you completely dominate? Um on Thursday night that was so um yeah we'll kind of we'll see how it goes in the next couple days but I'm sure I'm sure that Greg Berhalter is going to get ripped up in the media um ripped up by fans so um and I am not one that is um necessarily against that so thanks for listening thanks for letting me rant to you thanks for listening to me um rant to you Let's hope for uh, a better game on Wednesday. Let's hope Greg makes the right choices. And thank you so much for listening. Until next time, this is the Kings of CONCACAF podcast, and I'm your host.